from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a nice hour of fun here. As we talked a little bit in hour number one about college football, we Maybe a little bit of smattering of college basketball. We're going to hit some college basketball here with more picks that is coming up for this Thursday in college basketball. Small card, don't worry. We're going to have a much bigger card on Saturday, so we've got you guys covered there. I've got a little bit of Thursday night football to throw around, but we also hit some UFC, some NFL in our number one. Here in our number two, we're going to give you guys some World Cup as we're going to be joined by Brian Thomas. He does amazing work over there at NBC Sports Bet and We've also got Anthony DeBundo. He does amazing work over at Action Network. They're going to be joining me in 15 minutes. Even though the U.S. is out of the fold, you're still able to find some good value with a lot of these teams. So we're going to be chatting with them about their observations. Take a look at these games that are going to be coming up as the field of eight is mostly set to this point. So we've got a lot of intrigue on that front, and it is going to be tremendous. And I'm sure that some of you guys might have some future wagers on countries like Spain, Portugal, go down the list. And... We're going to talk with them about where the value lies in terms of that as well. So we've got a lot of fun coming up. We're going to be talking some college basketball here. And before we talk about college basketball, we've got to talk about the fine folks that bring you this show, the Greg Peterson Experience. It says my name on there, and I am the man behind the microphone, but I can't do it alone because without having Taylor set me up with this fine microphone, I would not be able to deliver everything that you are hearing, whether that be on vsin.com, the iHeartRadio app, We've added many terrestrial radio stations and proud to announce that in 2023, we're going to be having many, many more as well. And Taylor is a big part of that. Everything that you're seeing on Visa.com, YouTube TV, list goes on and on. That is courtesy of our good friend, Nick, who does absolutely amazing work on that front. And then the toughest job of all is keeping me in line and booking all these guests. And our good friend, Jason, he is the fine producer of this show. He does a great job with that. And then every single hour that you hear from this show and really every show across the network, whether that be Follow the Money, a numbers game, you've got the show that preludes me, Live Bet Tonight with Wes and Femi. All those shows are up on Visa.com, and that is courtesy of Sean. All these guys, they do absolutely incredible work. So got to thank them for their efforts. I work with the best team in the business, and time for me to live up to my end of the billing as well. Been a little bit cold with the DK Nation Picks the last two days. We're going to look to get back online, and I think you're... Taking a look at this game, if you are right now, 
you're able to get the best of the number right now. You probably want to dive in sooner rather than later as this Iowa State on the road facing off against Iowa. 875-876 on the betting board. Iowa State opened up actually as a six and a half point underdog in a lot of spots. That was really good value. Now we're seeing this more in the neighborhood of between four and four and a half points with your total and between 140 and 141. And the DK Nation pick already was going to be on Iowa State. Even without the news that we had seen, I set Iowa State more around a three to three and a half point underdog. But with Iowa, they're most likely going to be without Chris Murray. Chris Murray was spotted in a walking boot a little bit earlier today, and that is a big giant issue for Iowa State because he means so much to this team. You always hear the mantra of no player in college basketball is worth more than five points to the line, but I mean, if there's a player that's worth pretty close to five points to the line, it is this gentleman right here because with Chris Murray, he's been able to do an amazing job all season long for the team, giving you Right around 19.8 points. He's been able to pour in there about eight or so rebounds, shooting 37.5% from three-point range as a nice little bit of a combo player. And, well, among their top six scorers for Iowa, he is the only one shooting above 33.3% from three-point range. He is one of just two players averaging more than 4.1 rebounds per game, and it's a battle of strength on strength. And that is why they're going to be missing him so much because Iowa, they are the number one team in all of college basketball taking care of the ball. Fewest turnovers on a per-possession basis. Meanwhile, you've got an Iowa State team that they are the number one team in terms of turnovers force on a per-possession basis. What I have found from experience is typically the defense wins out a little bit more. It's a little bit more difficult for the offense rather than the defense. And I do default to that here with Iowa State as Iowa State did something that I absolutely love during the offseason. They brought in multiple guys from the same school via the transfer portal. For Oshun Oshuni, he hasn't put up like gaudy numbers, 10 points, 4 rebounds, about a block per contest, but even though he's not putting up big numbers where he's really had an impact, is on defense. He really is able to be that rim protector, allow the guards to be really able to hunt for steals, and they've been able to do a good job of that thus far. And then you also bring in Jerron Holmes. He has been the top scorer for the team, shooting 40% from three-point range. He's able to hold the ball very well. So Iowa State has been well-rounded on that front. And then for Iowa, if they are without Murray, which I'm thinking that they are going to be, typically when you see a guy in a walking boot 24 hours before a game, they typically aren't going to be able to go out there. And even if our good friend Mr. Murray is going to be able to go out there, probably not going to be 100%. In this game, that means that they're going to have to rely upon McCaffrey squared as Patrick McCaffrey has been solved for the team. 13 points, 4 rebounds per contest, and then Connor McCaffrey just year in and year out. He's always one of the top players in a ter- in terms of assist to turnover ratio. You do have Tony Perkins out there as well. 3 assists, 11.5 points per game, but as I mentioned before, without Chris Murray in the fold, you don't have a single player that is shooting above 33.3% from 3 has averaged more than 5.5 points per game. So that is really going to put the scene behind the eight ball. And Iowa State, they're not some sort of a bombs-away three-point shooting team or anything like that, but they certainly are able to hit a few threes of their own. As I mentioned it a little bit before with what you're able to get out of Jerron Holmes, but Caleb Grill, the gentleman that comes in from UNLV, he's been able to shoot about 35% from three, had a little bit of a slow start to the season. He's been able to pick it up as well. Gabe Kelscher, never a good three-point shooter. We'll call it what it is, but a very good defender that's able to give you eight and a half points per game. And Aljays Kunich has been able to do a solid job, making about 33% of his threes. Six-foot-eight combo player, chips in there, six and a half boards, two and a half assists, steal and a half per game. Just a nice stat sheet suffer in general for this bunch. So my DK Nation write-up is on Iowa State. I previously had Iowa as a three and a half point favorite. I've only made it one and a half to this point just because Murray is not officially confirmed out. I'm thinking that he's going to be out, though, and if he is out, I would make Iowa State the slightest of slight favorites at right around one point. I think that you do have to give some credence to Carver Hawkeye Arena. Just very, very hard to win on the road in general, but with knowing what we know now, and heck, before we knew what we knew, I was liking Iowa State to start with, but DK Nation write-up, that is going to be on Iowa State. I'll try to provide a little bit more information as we find it out in terms of that article. And when it comes to Soto, I did set it at a 143.5. I do think that Iowa State could be able to turn defense into offense, and Iowa, they're still going to do a solid job. I don't see them turning the ball over like 20 times or anything like that. So looking at the over and the write-up, that is going to be involving Iowa State getting the points on the spread. 
How about if we take a look at another Big Ten game as this is 881-882 on the betting board. You got Michigan. They're going to be on the road. They're facing off against Minnesota. Minnesota opened up a five-point underdog. Now you're finding them anywhere between four and four and a half point underdogs with your total anywhere between 135 and a half and 136. And a lot going on here for Michigan. They're now going to be without Jalen Llewellyn for the rest of the season. He goes out due to injury, but Jalen Llewellyn, unlike the guys that had come before him in Devontae Jones and Mike Smith, wasn't necessarily fitting into that mold that we've been seeing with Michigan because it feels like every year Michigan brings in one of these dominant scores from a previous school and they have them take their scoring a little bit downward, but they have them become like some sort of a good facilitator, really a Swiss Army knife guy. And for Jalen Llewellyn, I mean, it's a rough injury for Michigan, but he's averaging seven points, three and a half boards, three assists per game, and now they're going to be replaced by Doug, Doug McDaniel. He comes in after being a top one recruit, and he looks solid from what I saw against Kentucky, and all in all, I do think that he's going to be able to do a solid job. Four points, two boards, two assists per game for the kid that comes from the great state of Virginia. I think that he was actually from Washington, D.C., but he's been able to do a solid job on that front, and for Minnesota, it would be... A little bit helpful if they were able to get just a little bit more out of their backcourt because you've got Taylon Cooper. He comes in for more at State. He's been able to dole out seven assists per game, but I would say that McDaniel is still better than anything that Minnesota is going to be willing to counter with because you do have Dawson Garcia and Jamison Battle. These two guys have been solid. They're at providing 27 points per game, nine rebounds. Both of these guys are capable of shooting threes, but Battle is attempting nine threes per game, and he's shooting 30% from three-point range. That's not necessarily so ideal. Cooper, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, along with Farrell Payne, who has come in as a freshman, give the team 8.6 rebounds per game. They're combining for about 5.4 turnovers per game as well. This is a Minnesota team that they can't really force a lot of turnovers, but at the same time, they turn the ball over quite a bit. And here's this with Minnesota as well. If you've got a tight game and they go to the free throw line, they're shooting 54.9% at the free throw line. That's horrible. I mean, that is absolutely horrible. They are one of the worst shooting teams you're going to find in all of college basketball. Now, a little bit of an added element to this is if you go back to the weekend, Michigan was playing against Kentucky, and they were doing so in London, England. That is a little bit of an issue. That is a body clock sort of thing. Good news is they weren't playing at some extreme time where it was like a.m. in London, England, where here it's like, midnight or something like that so at the very least it wasn't quite that extreme so they were able to keep a little bit of an assemblance the travel no question about it it does take a little bit out of this Michigan team but I still take a look at this Michigan team despite the fact that they're going to be without Jalen Lillewell and despite the travel I just still think that they've got better players than what you're able to throw out there with Minnesota now got to give a little bit of respect to the barn you may recall two seasons ago I mean, it was when Baylor and Gonzaga were the top two teams at all of college basketball. Those were your top two teams in terms of efficiency. Number three was Minnesota at the barn. And then if you took a look at them on the road, they were like one of the worst teams at all of college basketball. It made absolutely no sense whatsoever. But that said, it is a tough environment to play in. But I think that with having Jet Howard, who's averaging right around 13 points per contest, shooting over 40% for three. Joey Baker's come, able to come off the bench. He's a good three-point shooter as well. Michigan should be able to get their footing in this one. I think that they're going to have to throttle down their offense a little bit, set my total at a 133.5, so looking under. But I still think that Michigan going to be able to persevere, set them as an eight-point favorite as a result. So I'm going to be willing to take Michigan in this spot. And coming up next, what we're going to be taking a look at is the World Cup as Anthony DeBundo over at Action Network and Brad Thomas of NBC Sports Bet is going to be joining me to take a look at this next here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Watch football with a little bit more on the line this season by playing for free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness, set your lineup, and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details, and please do drink responsibly. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. We just promoted a little football, so let's go to some football as we're joined by Anthony DeBundo, does great work over at Action Network, and likewise, Brad Thomas over there at NBC Sports Bet. And I'll start with you, Anthony, on this. We are now really through the round of 16. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty with these matches, and among the teams that are remaining, has there been a team or two that you've been either really, really impressed with or a team that... Going into it, you had higher expectations for that has been able to get here, but they haven't necessarily been as impressive as you'd like them to be. Yeah, well, the real surprise package of the tournament was Morocco. I actually picked them to win the group, but I did not think they'd get past Spain, pulling off an incredible defensive performance, holding Spain under one expected goal, holding them to less than 10 shots, getting it into penalties, and then coming up clutch, uh, you know, Bunu making three saves in the penalty shootout. Uh, and Morocco converting enough of theirs to get through. So a very impressive Morocco, starting with the defense, a team that you know the United States handled in the in the summer, three uh, nil, and got their manager fired. They brought in a new manager, and they've really, uh, you know, for an African team to make it to the quarterfinals of the World Cup is pretty impressive. Uh, first one since Ghana in 2010, uh, and there haven't been a ton of them in this century. So it's a very impressive feat for them, and their their fans have been incredible at the matches too. Uh, and and I think they've got a chance against Portugal as well to do a similar thing that they did to Spain. Yep, this has been a really good run for them. And then, Brad, has there been a team or two that's really been standing out to you? Because we've seen quite a few teams that they were towards the top of the odds board, like Argentina, like Spain. We are not going to be seeing them. But as it was mentioned by Anthony, we're going to be seeing Argentina, or we're going to be we're going to be seeing Morocco, but we're also going to be seeing Croatia, which that's one that really jumped out to me as well. Yeah, I'd say my biggest surprise so far of the teams who are left, it certainly would be Morocco, but not to kind of rehash on Anthony's points here, I'll talk about Portugal a little bit. We knew that Portugal had a lot of individual talent, a lot of players who are individually good, but the biggest knock on this team was their inability to kind of play together as one cohesive unit. But so far through this tournament, I know they've had a little bit of an easier path. But I mean, even if you look at that game against Switzerland, they looked like one cohesive unit. And most impressively, Don Carlos uh, Ramos coming in for Cristiano Ronaldo. I know people are going to say Ronaldo was benched due to his age. That's totally false. He was benched due to his age, but that's because he's 37 and can't play 120 minutes on a pitch should that go to extra time. But Ramos steps in, and the Benfica star literally just upped his wages by netting the Hattie, that team looks dangerous. I have zero wagers on them to win outright because I was afraid that they would fail to, to play as one cohesive unit, but they're playing together. Um, you know, their, their midfield is winning the midfield battle in every game, and they're winning it pretty handedly. And they have players who are coming on the pitch who are just out there doing their jobs as told. That's the really the recipe for success that you want. Guys who know their roles, they come in and they grind when they have to, and you play together and you win. 
Yep, I do think that that is just so important in just all sports in general, whether you're taking a look at football, basketball, soccer, list goes on and on. As long as you've got guys playing as one cohesive unit, that is very much exactly what you need. And in terms of the futures market as well, is there maybe a team or two that you are taking a look at? Because there have been a few of the teams that are towards the top of the boards in Spain that they aren't there anymore, but now you're able to take a look now that we know the field of eight and you're thinking, man, this team is coming in. They've been playing really well, even though the best of the number, no doubt about it, it's gone because round of 32, you're able to get just better numbers than you are right now on these teams. But with that said, Anthony, is there any team that in terms of futures market stands out to you? You can find some Brazil to make the final at minus 120 out there. Uh, Brazil still, you know, two to one roughly in the markets. If you shop around a bit, I still think they're they're clearly the best team now. I thought there was only really two teams coming into the tournament that could really beat Brazil on their day, and it was Spain and Argentina. Argentina, of course, has the history of beating Brazil last summer at the Copa America, and when they're at their best, I think can beat anybody in the world and go to toe to toe. Of course, with Lionel Messi leading the attack, but. Spain was the other team. I thought Spain could dominate the possession enough to frustrate Brazil, take advantage of the wide areas, and could cause problems for for this Brazilian team. But now Spain is out, and Argentina really hasn't looked at their best. You know, they they did beat Australia, but I didn't think they looked at their best. Uh, so I I do think Brazil's path here uh, is pretty friendly, given the the attacking talent that they have and how sturdy their defense and goalkeeper is. Uh, and and I agree with with Brad's point on Portugal. I mean, the biggest question mark on this team was would they be aggressive enough, and they've you know, I've been bombing players forward and b- benching Ronaldo, which I still think is a net positive. Gonzalo Ramos much better suited to their group of attackers to kind of just get in behind more. So I've been impressed with Portugal too, uh, and, and they have a decent favorably decently favorable draw to get to the final as well. We could see uh, Portugal, a team I also have no money on, of course, getting to the final. Yeah, and with Portugal right now, they're finding themselves at 6-1 to be able to win the World Cup as well. And Brad, is there any value for you on any of these teams in terms of the futures market? Or are you going to take a, maybe a little bit of a different approach? Because I know that when it comes down to like the MLB playoffs, sometimes with the NCAA tournament as well, you just money line parlay this, which you, that is where you just take the money line every single round. You keep rolling it over and rolling it over. And sometimes that can lend a little bit of a better profit as well. Is there any of these teams that you find value with either of those methods, whether it be just rolling it over on the money line or taking a look at them right now? Well, I'm still fortunate to have my my main dog in the fight in Brazil at plus 450. They have looked like the most impressive side. They've been they've been going forward, but unlike Spain, when they dominate possession, they're actually sending players forward, making good runs, actually threatening the uh, the opposing goalkeeper. <laughs> One thing that's important to note: there's only two teams in this tournament who've won the XG battle in every game. That's Brazil and Argentina. Argentina looks old. Uh, it looks like a lot of what Messi is going to have to do to get them to that semifinal match against Brazil is to carry the team. But how long will that last? And even better for Brazil, Neymar went down and he, he stepped right in last game, looked like he didn't miss, miss a beat against South Korea. If I were to look at like uh, the second strategy you were talking about, I did flirt with this idea a little bit, but I'd rather the price be closer to plus 550 is I would be interested in France. But how I would play it was I'd split, split half a unit on France to uh, a little bit less than half a unit on them to win the World Cup. And then the other, the rest of the money, put it on them to advance out of this group. That way, if they beat, beat England, you're sitting there with a little bit of a, a hedge that's available. And you still have fairly good odds if you make it to the final. But I don't think that any of these teams are strong enough to beat Brazil. Uh, like they, they, When I mean they look like the best team, they look the best team on paper and on the pitch. Maybe if it's a good favorable matchup and it's Brazil versus Portugal, I would entertain some kind of hedge. But one future that I was really interested in, I, I think that it deserves some consideration, is Bruno Fernandez um, to win the golden ball. So like basically like the MVP, but not the guy who, who's, who made the most goals. It's at 20 to 1 at a lot of places if you shop around. If Portugal make it to the final and they win, now that Ronaldo's been benched, the only way Ronaldo wins the golden ball is if he comes in in the 90th minute as a super sub and makes the, go- the, the, the World Cup winning goal. It would be true Ronaldo fashion, but this has been Bruno Fernandez's team. And at that price for a team who realistically can make it to the finals with their pathway, it's worth it. Way better price than looking at Messi or Mbappe. Mbappe, even if France make it to the final, probably won't win it because he's not going to win the golden ball and the golden boot. And I do find it interesting in terms of looking at the golden ball futures. Harry Kane is on there at 25 to 1. And if England is able to make a run, 
that would be able to provide a little bit of value as well because I know that you were talking a little bit about France. Let's talk about that match right now with you, Anthony. England versus France. Right now on the three-way line, you're finding the draw at a plus 235, France right around plus 145, and England plus 205. What do you make out of this matchup? Because out of the four matches that we're going to be seeing in the round of eight, I feel like this one was honestly probably the least surprising and the one that you could have probably forecasted the most likely. Yeah, I mean, England and France did show some cracks. Uh, one more point about what Brad said. Unlike most American sports, you don't need to win the title to win tournament MVP. So the golden ball, you know, isn't usually actually a player on the team who wins the tournament. So that's important to know. Uh, so somebody like uh, Fernandez doesn't necessarily need to win the tournament to win the golden ball. Uh, as far as England-France goes, I like both teams to score here. I do, I do agree with the market that France should be a slight, slight favorite in the sense that they have Kylian Mbappe, the best player in the world for my money right now, and the best... Uh, attacking player in this tournament so far. I think he's been incredible. Uh, the question mark is, France has been very conservative and always is conservative out of possession. They let the opponent have the ball. How aggressive and and you know how much will England push forward uh, with Southgate also being a little bit conservative generally, the manager for England? How much will they push forward and try to really press the issue on France? Uh, that's what I think will decide this game because I do think England will control a good amount of the possession. And then France will, will constantly be sitting and waiting and looking to win the ball and immediately hit in transition. So how much England is willing to commit forward and how much success they have, Harry Kane especially, is going to be a really big piece of this match. Absolutely. And on the flip side, we're going to be rejoined by Anthony Dabundo along with Brad Thomas. They do an absolutely incredible job taking a look at soccer. And we're going to get Brad's thoughts on England versus France. And we're going to be taking a look at the rest of the round of eight. On the flip side, here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook here calling all soccer fans to lace up your cleats with the World Cup now in full swing. It is the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers, log into Bet Rivers every single match day, and receive a bet. On behalf of Bet Rivers, when you place a wager of at least $25, Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to be able to create a perfect match day experience. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined now by Anthony DeBundo, does great work over at Action Network, and Brad Thomas, likewise, over there at NBC Sports Bet. And Anthony, we got your thoughts on the big France versus England game. So now, we're going to turn it over to you, Brad. On the three-way line, you do have France as a little bit of a favorite in the spot, seeing them at plus 145 on DraftKings, draws plus 235 with England, a plus 205. What do you make out of this one? Because I felt like out of the four matches that we're going to be getting in this round of eight, this is one that you could have seen coming the most. And I do take a look at this spot, and I do think that France has been a little bit vulnerable during the tournament, but I just have a tough time going up against them. This is a tough one, right, to bet uh, because I think this one's totally based on tactics. Uh, you'll see if Southgate wants to push and press, then, yeah, I think that England can match up very well. They should win the mid midfield battle against France. Now, if Southgate goes back to what we know and love about Southgate, and by, say, by saying love, I really mean most English fans hate, <laughs> is, is he's willing to you know sit back, concede possession. I think that they'll be vulnerable against a, a France team who, who's led by the best player in the world in killing Mbappe. So for me, from a betting perspective, I'd probably lean more playing a total. Um, that it feels pretty foolproof when you have two juggernaut teams playing against each other. Goals normally aren't had too often. A 1-1 would probably be like a dream final for either of these coaches. That means that, you know, they got a goal. They didn't concede more than, more than one goal. And they win it in extra time in PKs. Uh, leaning from like a lean out, I mean, I would go towards first half under one goal, but it's just so much, you need so many things to go right uh, when you're playing an under of one goal, uh, whereas it probably kind of turns me away from it. Uh, from a prop perspective, I really do like Mbappe to score, though. He's just been playing with his hair on fire. Uh, if you like some markets, you can also look at him to score or assist. Should be close to even money. Those are two kind of props that I'd lean towards without seeing the lineups. Yep, it's really interesting to take a look at this one because I do think that out of the four matches, it's the most even up in my opinion, and I am sure that we will be all in agreement. This one's probably the most lopsided. Brazil versus Croatia. Anthony, we'll start with you on this one because right now 
We're finding Brazil at a hefty minus 280. The draws have plus 425. And Croatia, they are clocking in at 8-1. to one. And if you're looking at a total, I'm seeing this in a lot of places right in the neighborhood of about a 2.5 or so with a little bit of shading on the over. Any sort of a lean on this one because I do think that it gets a little bit tougher when you get these chalkier favorites like Brazil. Yeah, right. You know, which Brazil are we going to get? Because Brazil did struggle in the first halves, in the first hour against both uh, Switzerland and Serbia. They weren't really effective at breaking down that that low defensive block that they saw against both of those teams. And, and you know, Serbia didn't age particularly well defensively in this tournament either. Uh, but what we saw against South Korea, I think, is what we're more likely to see here. My biggest question mark with Brazil coming into this tournament was would they get consistent striker production and where would they get it from? Richarlison's been kind of touch and go for club the last year and a half at Everton and at Spurs, but the Richarlison that we've seen in this World Cup has been incredible, and I think that Richarlison as a finisher and as a uh, interchanging with Neymar, and then of course the elite wing production of Vinicius, like it's just very hard to stop this team. And I think Croatia has been quite fortunate in this tournament. Uh, you know, they played Belgium and conceded three expected goals, should have gone out. They played Japan. They got through on penalties and, and didn't really look much better than Japan over 120 minutes. I thought that was a very even match. And so what have we really seen from this Croatian team? Not a ton. Like, they're a good tournament side and they have a, a good midfield. But I'm still just kind of skeptical that they're going to be able to deal with the athleticism and the the wing pace uh, that Brazil has. Their fullbacks are a big question mark. So I think Vinicius and Rafinha will kind of just live here uh, on the byline and, and cutting it back to Richarlison. So I like the over. I think Brazil rolls. Croatia could get one. Wouldn't shock me. Uh, Brazil's defense, like they, they will let you have the possession. So I think Croatia may be able to find some success there. Yeah, Ben, I will pose this one to you, Brad, as well, because it seems like you've got a few different bets in this game. And when it comes to this Brazil versus Croatia match, I do think that it's been just so intriguing to take a look at this Croatian team just being able to make this spot. But, man, the step up in competition, it is massive for the Croatians in this one. Yeah, I mean, this Croatian side, like, we we got to continuously remind ourselves that these guys have been here, done that, and they've shown it time and time again that they are the team tactically who can go up there toe-to-toe with anyone. They're not going to win any flashy matches. It's not going to be beautiful football that they play. I'm actually attacking this in a different way, despite thinking Brazil win this one pretty pretty comfortably. I'm actually going to take a little parlay. I'm going to parlay Brazil to win the corner match by at least two corners, Parlay it with Portugal to win their corner match by at least two corners. Both Morocco and Croatia are going to sit in a low block here, and neither offer very much going forward. Um, they don't have that return of pace play, and they're not going to press, which basically means there's going to be a lot of service in and a lot of balls going out of bounds in favor of both Portugal and Brazil. The only way it kind of gets a little sketchy is the Moroccans just play so tactically sound in that low block. So it's going to be Portugal who's going to really have to fight a little bit harder. But both should win the corner battle. Um, I, I'm a big on Brazil in this game, but there's no price that I see here that makes me want to bet on them from a side total. Yep, I can understand this being a really difficult match to take a look at in general because, well, you've got just a Brazil team that I do feel like they are the superior team in this match, and you've got to wonder how they're going to be able to play this one in. With regards to you, Anthony, in terms of Netherlands versus Argentina, we really haven't mentioned the Netherlands yet. They were the team that they were able to get by the United States, and let's call it what it is. They had one of the easiest wins that we found in the knockout round. They're currently finding themselves plus 260 against an Argentina team that they've been able to right the ship ever since they had that loss to Saudi Arabia. Coming into that loss to Saudi Arabia, Argentina hadn't lost in match play in like three years, so Argentina clearly a little bit of ink up there. Order has been restored with them. What do you take a look at in terms of this one? Because Argentina, I mean, by and large, they've been relatively solid, but having that slip up a little bit earlier in the tournament does have me a bit concerned. Yeah, it's not just that slip up. You know, I they they did lose the match 2-1, and, and they played okay. But the Mexico match, they created, you know, less than half of an expected goal. And then the same thing against Australia. Australia gifts them the second goal and they had, you know, less than one expected goal against a pretty bad Australia defense in that match as well. So I just don't really know what Argentina's proven to me at this point. Of course, we know from their data and in, in qualifying from South America that they're a very good side, but it just hasn't quite come off. And I think the Dutch are a much better attacking team now that Dumfries is fit and that Memphis is able to play up top. I just think that they're combining and Gakpo, of course, like th- there's just this is just much closer to a toss up to me than the market has it right now. 
So I took some Dutch to advance, uh, plus 130, 135s. I think it's a little cheap. And I also like the Dutch plus a half. I think this is going to be a very interesting tactical matchup too. Two managers who like to tinker, like to adjust game, game to game on the fly. Uh, it's going to be a very fascinating tactical battle as well. And I know that Morocco has been one of the biggest money makers in terms of futures market for both of you guys. And Brad, I know that you're taking a look at this Portugal versus Morocco matchup just because with Portugal, it's been so intriguing to take a look at the usage for Ronaldo. As we know, he's been replaced a little bit and the man that replaces him scores three goals. So go figure there. And right now, Portugal, sizable favorite over Morocco, really the Cinderella team of this tournament thus far with Portugal clocking in at a minus 145. And I know that you're taking a look at some traditional bets in this one, but I know that you're also taking a look at corner kicks as well. Take me through your logic through that and where you're finding a little bit of an edge. Yeah, so I talked about the corners a little bit. I'm going to parlay that one and, and have Portugal minus one and half corners. Like I said, they're going to sit in the low block. Their tactics are not going to be anything that you know we're not going to see that we haven't seen from Morocco before. But Morocco really haven't been tested with a fluid midfield that's actually going to service their players up top. So I'm actually going to bet Portugal as well. The, the line's already on the move. I figure this is going to close around minus 160, minus 165 for game time uh, for Portugal money line. Because what's going to happen is we know that Portugal are going to dominate possession, but they have the brilliance and the creativity to actually create quality looks and a higher expected goal than Spain did, who just passed the ball a thousand times with zero movement. So it made it life easy for Morocco. Another play that I kind of looked at and I tinkered with, I don't know if I'm ultimately going to be on it, is Portugal to win and over one and a half goals. Because we haven't seen this Morocco team face adversity. What happens if Portugal scores one in the opening 45? Then they're going to have to actually stretch out and it could leave them vulnerable. This Portugal team will pounce whenever they want. Yep, I think that that is something very interesting to take a look at in terms of this match. And Brad, I know that you're actually going to be joining me in about, I would say, 45 or so minutes as We've got some football to break down, and we just did that, but we've also got some football and we've got some basketball. Always do appreciate your time, and Anthony, I know you do amazing work over there at Action Network, and I know that when it comes to baseball season, you have joined me quite a bit on this show as well. Always appreciate it from both of you gentlemen. Talk to you soon. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me, Greg. Thank you, and with Brad, it's going to be a nice little turnaround. You'll be able to get a nice little glass of water, perhaps be able to get a little bit of a snack in there, and then we'll be seeing him in hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience. And coming up next, we've hit on a little bit of everything on this show. We've hit some UFC, we've hit some college basketball, but now we got to get a little bit more traditional. We're going to be talking Thursday Night Football next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every single game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes. So that way you're able to see the changes in the action via DraftKings odds. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets or where the money just does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits is another way that VEASAN is here year-round to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VEASAN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. It was great to be able to talk a little soccer in the last two segments, get you guys set up for what is going to be a nice round of eight out there in the World Cup. And let's get you guys now set up from football to football as we've got Thursday night football going down. And, well, we've had some, shall we say, clunkers of Thursday night football matchups. And I think that it's very fair to categorize this one in that same vein as this was looking like it was going to be halfway decent coming into the season, and a lot of these matchups did as well, but the Denver Broncos were a big, giant stinker. Right now, the Raiders, they are starting to get online, but they're still below 500. and with the L.A. Rams, this has been the worst reigning Super Bowl champion I can ever remember seeing. So, when you go to Rams and Raiders, the Rams, the reigning Super Bowl champions, are six-point home underdogs to a team below 500, and the total on this game is 43 to 43 and a half. I never in a million years thought that I was going to be saying that the reigning Super Bowl champions are six-point home underdogs to a team below 500, but here we are here in this day and age of 2022, and if you're looking to bet any Rams really passing props, well, I wish you good luck because right now on DraftKings there is none available because we don't know who's starting for the Rams. Could it be Bryce Perkins? Could it be Baker Mayfield? Could it be John Wolford? Could it be a fan in Section 35, Seat 20? We don't know at this point, and that makes it very, very tricky. And honestly, if they start Baker Mayfield, you probably are going to have to lay a lot of juice on the interception because, I mean, how difficult would it be for a guy literally coming in off the plane and trying to get to know a new offense? This is not one of those cases where it's sort of like, I mean, for example, I do a lot of baseball. A guy comes in off the plane, certainly the catcher that he's going to be dealing with is a little bit different, but you just have to throw the ball over the plate. You need to try to get guys off guard and everything like that. Now you're having to deal with the receivers. You're having to deal with timing. You're able to go down the list, and it's just brutal. I mean, it's really, really brutal. If Baker Mayfield plays in this game, honestly, it's a downgrade for the Rams because they're at this point just playing out the string, and they're looking to get anything going whatsoever at 3-9. and nine, they're pretty much eliminated from postseason play, and it's been a sad and pathetic showing for them this season. And, I mean, there's no offensive line right now. So regardless of who's going to be getting the start in this one, they're going to be playing behind an offensive line that just was going into the season very sad. They've been dealing with a bunch of injuries to that sad offensive line, and it just goes from sad to crying. So not great there. And for the Las Vegas Raiders, honestly, I've been – a little bit encouraged by the way that this team has not quit on the season, which is very, very good to see because things were looking very brutal. We were wondering if Josh McDaniels was going to get fired about three or so weeks ago, and here the Raiders are. It's not a high likelihood of them being able to make the playoffs, but it's higher than zero, and that's something very, very good for the Raiders at this point. They could win out. They could go 10-7. and seven. I don't think that they're going to be able to win out, but I do think that they get to 6-7, and seven, and... I have not bet this personally yet. I'm seeing some sixes out there. Right now at DraftKings, I'm seeing a six and a half, and I would much rather have a six rather than a six and a half. I guess you could see a scenario where you get a field goal fest, and I do think that just being able to get off that hook of six and a half, that is very important. But if I'm looking anywhere, I'm looking at the Raiders. I mean, it's just for the really simple reason of the Rams might not have enough bodies to finish this game. And as much as you can think that it's a joke or anything like that, just look at the Rams' injury report. I mean, Cooper Cup is injured. Matthew Stafford is injured. They've had to go back to Cam Akers. I think that the Towel Boys right now dealing with ailments, it's not good, to say the least. And the guy that is going to give you the best effort out there is Derek Carr. I mean, regardless, 
heaven and earth could just wind up colliding, and he is still going to give you that good, honest effort. This is someone that has not given up on the season, and you take a look at what he's done the last few weeks. He has thrown a few interceptions, but that said, he's been able to do a nice job in terms of just being able to get the ball down the field and getting the ball to Devontae Adams, who has really had a couple of massive weeks now. You do want to note that Josh Jacobs, he is dealing with a little bit of a quad injury, and I do think that that is very important to note because Josh Jacobs, we all remember what he did in that game against the Seattle Seahawks, 300 yards from scrimmage. He had that 100-plus yard game against the Chargers, and in this three-game win streak, he's had 100-plus yards and a grand total of three touchdowns in these games, so he has been able to put on just a very incredible showing in general, but what I do think is interesting with the Rams is that they might not want to run the ball. They might be down so many points that they have to pass it, but Cam Akers, they probably want to see what they've got in him. Right now, I'm seeing his rushing prop at 45.5. I think the best look in this game in terms of player prop for the Rams might be over on Cam Akers because he's about the only respectable, healthy body that you have for this team, and with the way that this team has been pass blocking, I don't think that they want to have just all of their quarterbacks go out. So I think that you could be able to find a little bit of value on Cam Akers. You've also got Kyron Williams back there. I'm seeing his rushing prop at 25 and a half. I wouldn't doubt if they're looking to see a little bit of what they've got in him. But I mean, in the last game, he ran the ball three times for nine yards against the Seattle Seahawks. So not necessarily a ton there. I just don't think that there's a lot of upside in general. And I do think that with Cam Akers, if absolutely nothing else, they might look to trade him in the offseason because right now you just take a look at the skill position, guys. They're throwing to Van Jefferson and really not a whole like lot else with Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, all on the injured list it's or injured reserve. Just not good, to say the least. And if you're looking for just some alternative unders on the L.A. Rams, I think that that could be a good place to look. I would be willing to take this total under. I recognize that the Rams are still dealing with some ailments on defense, but certainly if there is one thing that is more dominant with the Rams, offense versus defense, it is the defense, even with Aaron Donald out of the fold. You saw Bobby Wagner. We saw him last week. He was still giving it a good, honest effort. You've got Jonah Williams up front. You're you're able to put up a little bit of fight. And especially if Josh Jacobs is not playing this game, I would not recommend taking any sort of Josh Jacobs props at this point. Him being a man that is dealing with a little bit of a quad injury on a short week, that is just something that I do not want to mess with personally. But, I mean, man, it's it's slim pickings right now. I wish I could put it any other way. If you're taking a look at the player prop market, I wish you good luck. The only thing I'm able to come up with is Cam Akers over his rushing yards. And that's just because whether it be John Wolford, whether it be Bryce Perkins, whether it be Baker Mayfield, all those guys are going to get killed by their terrible offensive line, and they just need to find a way to have some sort of a quarterback to go out there next week. So, you know what? That's the whole logic for the play, and I do think that they're going to run the ball quite a bit. So that's why we're going to be taking a look at Game Akers, really the lone skill position guy on the Rams that you know is going to be out there. And if you're trying to take a look at receiving props, you're not going to be finding too many in this game either as right now in terms of actual total receptions, you're able to find on the board guys like Devonta Adams, Foster Moreno, all the guys that are out there for the Raiders. And then Van Jefferson is over of two and a half receptions who I would say that he's the most sure bet to be able to get the ball for the Rams in this one. It's minus 175. I just don't recommend laying this sort of juice. Yeah, Van Jefferson should be able to get a few receptions in this game regardless of the quarterback just because... He's one of the only guys that is currently healthy to be able to catch a ball. But that said, this all just leads into the Raiders being able to win this game by at least a touchdown. And I think that this is going to be a low-scoring game. I'm taking a look at the under. And if you're wanting to take a look at some sort of a team total under with the Rams, as I think that this is one that is clocking in right in the neighborhood about 16 and a half or so. I certainly don't hate it. This is a Raiders team that typically I like to attack overs with. I can't do it here just because... I don't know all the guys that are right now going out there for the Rams, and when I don't know who these guys are, that tells you that they've really, really had to dive to the bottom of the dumpster heap, and just not a good situation. Let's hope for better Thursday night football games. If you're wanting to take a night off from watching football, and instead you're wanting to watch some Christmas movies, you're wanting to watch our thin slate of college basketball as we're going to have only eight games on, but you know what? There's still money to be made, and things like UMass versus UMass Lowell and Jacksonville State versus Utah 
do feel free to do that because I do think that you're going to get a little bit more value there. So want to lay it with the Raiders. Would rather take a six rather than a six and a half. And what I really like in this game, the under along with K-Makers over his, over his rushing prop. And that leads us into the pro tip for our number two, vcin.com slash subscribe for all these. And you heard me touch upon it at the top of the show. I do feel like oftentimes when it comes to taking a look at college basketball, good interior post presence just gets a little bit undervalued in basketball, both on a game-to-game and a futures perspective. Take note of this because we're seeing it both in college and in the NBA. It is providing a lot of value right now, and hopefully we can find you guys some winners on the Thursday college basketball card as we're going to be looking to do that next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Vison, the Sports Bank Network. The BetRivers Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. BetRivers Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one-time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes BetRivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21-around sportsbook. Must be 21-around sportsbook. Must be 21-around sportsbook. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.